0: Jim Meskimen is an actor, impressionist, voice artist and improvisational comedian. Best known for his work on Whose Line Is It Anyway? and Impress Me. Jim has appeared in films such as Frost Nixon, Apollo 13 and The Paper. And now he's adding series such as Amazon's Hunters with Al Pacino, The Stars Network's Gaslit opposite Sean Penn and Julia Roberts and Apple TV's The Big Door Prize by... The creators of Shit's Creek, and I think I'm allowed to say that word in this context.
3: It's not, yeah, because you you pronounce the, you put the C in there. Yeah, that's the important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can hear it. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for that very kind introduction that I wrote.
0: Yes. Well, you've got these three shows coming up. Yeah. How come you get to do three
3: shows at once? Well, uh, because through the illusion of television, you know, we actually shot uh, uh, Gaslit uh, the year before last. Mm and uh hunters last year and i'm I just wrapped work on uh the big door prize so you know they're, they're spaced out in terms of actual production also mm-hmm. it doesn't take that long to shoot uh parts in television shows you mm-hmm. know you may work a few weeks but there are 52 weeks in the year so mm-hmm. you've got a lot of a lot of room to move into
0: yeah and the year before last was that shot in the middle of covid or maybe did you get yeah, there before yeah, it
3: was uh yeah not obviously not during the hottest time yeah. but it was uh yeah covid was going on and uh, people were masked up and you know it's kind of funny in Hollywood we've been adjusting to all the procedures and yeah. protocols and you know everyone's masked up and you know you've got a shield and the makeup people mm. have shields and, and then but there are moments where you go well we need to take the masks off now yeah so I guess the virus realizes that when they hear the word action <laughs> it has a neutralizing effect yeah I think that's scientifically proven as well very it? scientific it's very scientific and yeah. science is real so mm. don't you forget absolutely
0: now your role in the big door prize will be coming up on Apple TV. What are you able to tell us about your role?
3: Not too much specifically. Mm-hmm. They've restricted me. However, I will say that uh, there is a character uh, that uh, Chris O'Dowd is playing. Ooh. He is the lead and I think he's more or less a countryman of yours. I mean, he's <sighs> Irish, so he's from <laughs> Ross Common, mm-hmm. right across the, the pond there. But um, And uh, as you can hear, I've been working on my uh, uh, Irish accent as well, yeah. so you can extrapolate from that. But it's a, it's a great show about... Uh, I think it'll be very entertaining mm. uh, about a a small southern town in America, and uh, uh, the grocery store. Suddenly, uh, this this machine appears in the store, and it's kind of like a like one of these Zoltar fortune-telling machines, but it's very high tech. Mm. and uh, And so people people plug in some very intimate information about themselves, and the card that spits out it's like a little credit card, and it uh, it tells them what their true destiny is Ooh. based on science, which <laughs> is very real. and uh, And so. Oh, that creates chaos because people start changing their lives and their jobs and uh, anyway it's, it's going to be a pretty cool show and very mm. funny because uh, the makers of Schitt's Creek were, were did a fantastic job with that series and I can tell you that our scripts are very funny too
0: yeah have your roles in that already been filmed?
3: I just finished last week wow so yeah I've been working this spring I've been going back and forth from Atlanta yeah. which is in Georgia <laughs> which is part of the United States very very sophisticated part Yes. and um, yeah it's been a real pleasure.
0: Yeah, and there seems to be a lot of new things coming out on Apple TV at the moment and I'm trying to figure yeah. it out. Do you need an Apple device to be able to watch it or is it just like Netflix? So no, I think you, you just need
3: it. a contract with Apple. I think you mm. just need to pay the dosh, you know, <laughs> and then, uh, then you're in like Flynn. And I, I worked on another uh, Apple series, which nobody will restrict me from talking about, mm. For All Mankind, which is a mm. space show. And I, I do a lot of voice stuff because I do impressions as you mentioned. Yeah. And uh, I do a lot of American presidents like John F. Kennedy. I've had the opportunity to do uh, Kennedy many times. And Richard Nixon. Uh, You're too young to remember Richard Nixon, but there are plenty of tapes. And I've been, uh, uh, anyway, so I've, I, for all mankind, every now and then they are—it's a retelling of uh, the race to space, uh, mm. I believe, as if the Russians got there first. And so uh, they've had to—they've called me in several times to do different presidents of the day, which I'm always very happy to do.
0: Yeah, it must be quite hard to perfect an impression, though, right?
3: Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, 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 for me, it's just a, it's something I've always been interested in since yeah. I was a little boy. You know, I'd hear people like I would hear people from your country. And even mm-hmm. as a little boy I had a, a nanny Who must have been From Yorkshire And she <laughs> spoke like this You know Like Mrs. Doubtfire And uh, both my mother and I Would try to imitate her Because it was pleasant You know mm-hmm. So different So I've always had A kind of a, 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 a Eagerness to indulge My my ear And my uh, ability To copy voices And then You know As I got older And I had a little more Dynamics in my voice I was like Oh I can sound like You know Nixon Or I can sound like Johnny Johnny Carson A great late, great Johnny Carson And later on Robin Williams I could sound like Robin Williams Oh figure out where I can put my voice and, you know, how fast I have to talk to sound like Robin Williams. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's turned out to be a way for me to, you know, support my family, actually, to be a part of my professional acting career is just doing other people's voices. Yeah. Have you
0: ever maybe come across a celebrity where you thought that there's no way you'd be able to nail their voice? Or do you do it eventually? <laughs>
3: no i mean I, many times i can't mm-hmm. everybody's so different you know and all celebrities are people and we all have different physical structures we have different backgrounds and there's a lot that goes into the sound of a voice so you know i, I give it my best shot and uh sometimes what happens is toby that I, I get a request and they say can you do this voice i'm like oh i know that actor gee i don't know let me give it a track, boom you know and i can hit it right away mm-hmm. uh and and that's that's fun i i'm familiar enough with my own vocal equipment yeah. that i can just sort of you know spring into it from time to time without a lot of preamble just yeah. sort of drop down and there you go <laughs>
0: yeah for a lot of impressionists i think trump i don't know if you could do him but he was a bit of a gift wasn't he he
3: was he was absolutely <laughs> toby he was a terrific gift i mean the yeah. best fantastic just to yeah. Uh, you almost, we almost now have heard people imitate Trump more than we've heard Trump <laughs> in, in recent months. So uh, yeah, for me, I didn't concentrate too much on Trump. Mm-hmm. I did do a few videos as Trump for my YouTube channel, but it was just because I'd been listening to uh, some uh, interview with him or something like that. And it was sort of stuck in my head. I thought, I got to do something with this. Yeah. But uh, there's so many people out there kind of, <laughs> You know, beating the drum and and beating beating the president mm. that I uh, I decided to just kind of lay back and, and try to do some other ones that are a little more particular to my skill set yeah
0: I suppose now that he's not the president anymore wait a minute he's not? <laughs>
3: no hey honey you know Trump's not the president anymore? really? yeah oh. How about that? Mm. Well, even if people
0: didn't like him, they still think it's a bit of a shame that you can't hear that impression. Well, you can still hear it, but it's not as relevant it's anymore, I like guess.
3: That. Yeah, no, we, we, we've said goodbye to him for a while. Mm. We'll see. Maybe he'll come back. Who knows? You never know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Where do you actually start when you're coming up with an impression?
3: Well, I, you know, I what happens to me, I, I do it very naturally, and, I, mm. and I'm, I'm not probably the most disciplined impressionist in a way, but I, I notice who, who I'm fond of basically who I you know the movies that I see and I watch a movie and I'm like oh my god I'm crazy about this performance of this actor and you know you know when you go to see a movie you, you sort of become that character you watch yeah. them and you sort of you have to if it's a good movie yeah. and a good performer then you feel like you're having their experience and so you're almost like kind of wearing their persona mm-hmm. so in my case I just sort of hold on to it a little longer so and I look at ones that are like who do I really love like when I was you know this young man I really loved the films of Woody Allen so yeah. you know for me it was it's very easy to kind of extrapolate what what he would say about this or that you know he'd say wow you've got I noticed you have the Sesame Street the Sesame Street characters in your wall it's nice Uh, I understand they're going to start putting them on the British money soon in place of the queen you know who else whatever he would say Mm -hmm. Jack Nicholson as well back in the day when he was still a young hot actor you know I I really uh, I got into feeling like him and sort of expressing myself like him and being angry So that's where I start. I start with the ones that I admire, mm-hmm. the ones I feel affinity for, and then I, I just kind of work on it. And if I'm really trying to match something uh, very particularly and very exactly and precisely, I will record myself and then listen to the recording of the, the subject mm-hmm. and go back and forth because you can learn a lot from that. You go, ah, okay, I see I'm a little too high or it's oh, a little different part of the face or, oh, wow, what is that quality, you know? And sometimes it's a quality that a, a person will have uh, the way they, they hold their mouth, they make mm-hmm maybe jut your chin out a little bit. And you can actually look at their face and go, what's going on? You know, and some actors never try to keep their teeth kind of far apart. Like Brian Cranston uh, has, to me, I don't know if this is true or not, but (laughs) I've never really looked that closely at his mouth, but he seems to have his teeth kind of far apart. And uh, that's one aspect of the thing that gives it gives it his sound.
0: If you have to do stuff like that to do an impression of someone, do you ever wonder if they have to do that in their life
3: all the time? Well, I think that's just built into their, that's their default, right? Yeah. Like, this is my default voice. I don't have to concentrate on it. This is how it kind of rolls out without me paying any attention at all. Somebody could do an impression of me and they might have to change a lot the way that they hold down. Their face or the way that yeah. they express themselves uh, to produce that sound. It's a it's a funny game. It's mm. it's, it's it's amusing and it's been a, a great way for me to uh, get into animation and yeah. uh, lots of little odd little moments in TV shows and movies and that you wouldn't even you wouldn't even know that an actor was involved sometimes. Like mm. I did a a short uh, sentence or two in in the Joker at the very beginning of. The-
2: hey everyone.
3: The Joker, there's a kind of a, a, a collage, of an oral collage of different New York voices on the news and people talking. It's probably in the first 15 seconds of the movie, wow. right? Talk like some sort of New Yorker saying something like, hey, you know, the traffic is getting so horrible around here. I don't remember the exact line, but it was something like that. And, you know, that, that winds up being a job. So uh, I'm always, it, it's fun. It's a fun game. It's a little bit like a target shooting or something You're like and hey, I know there's a lot of actors reading for this part, a lot of people in LA and a lot of voice actors that I know friends of mine, we're all kind of going, hmm, who's going to be the best at this one? <laughs> See, yeah. I think this is this is one for me. Other times I go, ah, no, that's my, yeah, yeah, that's my friend. Fred will do really well at this. Fred Tatashore or Piot Michael or something. But I try it anyway and and you know it's fun.
0: Yeah. And you've made quite a career out of it but when you're at school and you mm-hmm. perhaps go to the careers advisor and say, I
3: want to be an impressionist, they'd laugh at you, right? They'd laugh at you. They would say, yeah, that's nice. Now why don't you, you get a, you know, that's that's fine Hmm. but you should probably get a safe job working for the postal office (laughs) or for amazon (laughs) or yeah yeah yeah. well that's the thing i mean the funny myth about artists and hopefully this will interest your your listeners the funny thing about artists is that people look at it and they say oh well can you make a living at it you know and some of the best paid people you've ever heard of have been artists The fact is, it takes a little bit of courage to pursue that career because there's uncertainty, Mm. and the uncertainty comes about because the world is waiting for you to create your job. So, if you're not a very energetic person or not very driven, you might fall on your face. But if you're a person who likes to create and is energetic and industrious, the sky's the limit. Mm. You can create anything. I mean, if you think about, I mean, I, I. I always consider a J.K. Rowling to yeah. be a perfect example of this. This is a person who apparently could have just sat in the laundromat and done her nails, mm-hmm. but instead she wrote Harry Potter. And how many billions of dollars yeah. of revenue for her and for uh, other entities has that created? Yeah. So it's a bit of a myth, you know, that artists are like, oh, you know, and we have this picture of the struggling artists, or the poor artists, and okay, there are such people, but then there are a lot of wealthy and very happy people in the arts writing songs. Songs, writing screenplays, uh, creating voiceovers, and, and and even, I dare say, Impressionists.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, of course, you're also starring in Gaslit, as we mentioned, playing Senator Gurney. It sounds like quite an interesting concept because
3: it's in the Watergate era, right? That's right. It's about really Martha Mitchell, and Julia Roberts plays Martha Mitchell. She mm-hmm. was a very, uh, very visible personality during that time. I remember, because I was a kid at the time, but I, I remember Martha Mitchell was, she made public appearances she was on laugh in you know comedy shows and talk shows chat shows and uh very vocal and kind of a loose cannon and so this uh in other words she didn't find anything taboo to talk about uh and there were all all her friends were in high levels of government mm. and her husband was the attorney general of the united states which is a very high post and worked with richard nixon very directly yeah so uh sean penn plays john mitchell her husband under just the most incredible makeup you would not recognize him and indeed when i worked with sean i did not recognize him wow this this bald fat man stood up and said hi i'm sean and i said <laughs> you are <laughs> if you say so uh the makeup was done by a uh, kazuhiro who's a great makeup artist and a designer who did uh, uh gary oldman's winston churchill uh-huh. uh, d- designed that makeup and won an oscar for that and i worked with him on the grinch back when he was first starting out in this country wow. uh and he designed uh, had a lot to do with uh, applying and uh, designing jim carrey's makeup with rick baker so uh this Gaslit show yeah i play a senator i i uh, I, I get to grill julia roberts uh mm-hmm. from the, in the watergate uh you know in the senate chamber and i get to play golf a little bit with uh, uh sean penn yeah and uh, it's a great experience working with both of them
0: yeah absolutely that sounds like such a fun show to work on when was that recorded we
3: shot that last uh i want to say last spring mm. maybe yeah it's, maybe it was maybe it was earlier than that oh man i don't <laughs> know time time gets away from you yeah absolutely yeah
0: and also this other thing you're working on as well is amazon's hunters which yeah. sounds interesting yeah.
3: yeah and that looks like that's i hear that's gonna come out in august it's yeah. a rumor but that's what i heard i hope it does i think that would be great yeah. and uh yeah that's a that's a nazi hunting show mm. it's uh uh and it's a series and Al Pacino, as you mentioned, is in it. I didn't get to work with Al, but uh, I look forward to working with him someday. Mm. He's a great artist, but uh, I, uh, I can't tell you too much about that. That's a really top secret one. Yeah. But I will say that I enjoyed very much my character and uh, he sounds a bit like this. So you can guess that, uh, yeah. you know, it, it was uh, an interesting assignment. Always good for American actors to try to play people from, from Europe because... Uh, Often it's the other way around, you know, many, many yeah. times. I see a lot of uh, actors, you know, uh, on TV shows in the United States, maybe they're playing a cowboy or maybe they're playing some uh, settlers or, I don't know, miners or something. And you go, wow, it's a good actor. You know, I wonder who that is. And I look it up and it says, yeah, after a few years at the RSC, uh, he <laughs> then went on to like, wow, he's a, he's a Brit. There's so many <laughs> Brits playing Americans. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, are we, are we falling so short? And We're the, the truth is your, your countrymen are terrific actors. Mm, yes hats off a lot of respect yeah but give it give us a few back just a few yeah you
0: know? yeah you say it's a nazi hunting show is that hunting, nazi hunting yeah. nazis or nazis who hunt
3: oh no hunting nazis yes yeah. perhaps hunting nazis who hunt so it might go all <laughs> the way around actually yeah could be it's the circle of
0: life isn't it yes absolutely and as well <laughs> you are famous for being Colonel Sanders in these right. radio commercials for KFC.
3: Yeah, I don't think you get them out there in your country, but no. in America, yeah. Colonel Harlan Sanders was a real person. Mm. And when I was a boy listening on the radio and the TV, well, he was still doing his own spots, you see. So uh, I tried, you know, that, that sound has been in my head since I was a little boy. <laughs> so when there was uh, looking for a replacement, I said, I raised my hand and I said, I think I got this one. <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That sounds like such fun. And how long's that been going?
3: About six years, actually. Wow. And I, I, I hope I, I, hope it'll continue because I'm not going <laughs> to age out of it. You know, it's only going to get better. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> you know, you're always looking for something that's got a long, long run. And I was like, yeah, I'd have to get, you know, maybe when I'm in my 90s I'll have to go. Mm-hmm. You know what? A younger man, someone in his 70s should take over.
0: Yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> and what part of Scotland do you, are you broadcasting from right now?
0: A town here called Falkirk, which is about Falkirk. halfway
3: between Glasgow and Edinburgh. Oh, okay, right in the yeah. Midlands there. Oh, nice. Yeah i've been to edinburgh i liked okay. it very much Ooh. we were there for the fringe festival one time and, and uh, liked it enormously
0: yes the festival hasn't really been i think it happened last year but Did it, it but wasn't was it? really like i didn't go and i think it was yeah. kind of like there so hopefully this year it'll be back to
3: kind <laughs> of meh the whole thing was meh <laughs> yeah how is that possible you got 1200 acts yeah. one of them had to be wow Maybe. When I was there, I saw three or four shows that were just fantastic. I just yeah. a dance show, a comedy show, a, a play. And we just, you know, we, my wife and I, we tried very hard to pick shows to see. You know, they give you a massive magazine that is like is like a phone book. Mm. And uh tried to, to go, okay. Well, now we that's the show. I guess that sounds good. Let's see if we can find it. It's like D17. <laughs> all right, on the map, and you're looking at it's next to the, anyway. Crowds of people, we never got into anything mm. we tried to get in. Yeah. But we go, we'd give up after a while and go, all right, hell, it's 7:30. Let's just go in there. Mm. And we'd go yeah. in to see a show and it'd be like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so so it was wonderful. I suppose one
0: of the good things about Edinburgh is that even if somewhere looks far away on the map, you can kind of walk it.
3: Yeah, definitely. We got in a lot of walking. It was great. It's a beautiful city. I, I, I'd go back anytime. And I'd love yeah. to go to Glasgow too. Mm. So if there's anyone out there that would like to hire an, an American impressionist to do a <laughs> Scottish tour, I'm your boy.
0: Mm, that sounds fun. Well, have you got any other projects coming up that you're allowed to tell us about that? That you're maybe going to start working on soon.
3: Yeah, actually, I'm gonna. I just got a job. I'm gonna work on a film about uh, about the first black NBA player, the mm. first black player to get into the American basketball leagues. Uh, and it's a really nice script. And a friend of mine has d- wrote it and is directing it. And he asked me to play a little role in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be called uh, Sweetwater. Mm. About that's the name of the original basketball player who was a player for the Harlem Globetrotters trotters mm-hmm. and and uh, made it into the nba so that's that's a that's an exciting project also i've got a podcast that i play uh a lot of different characters in a limited series podcast called space 1969 mm-hmm. that is super funny and uh it's i've Think it's gonna start coming out in June, but they haven't promised that exactly, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a big one, but I did that quite a while ago, so hopefully it's gonna launch soon. Space 1960. A lot of little things going on. A lot of little things all the time. I have to I have to stay very busy because I never work on one, any one thing for very long. So, you know, the, it's like a constant flow. So we're always promoting, and then I'm always putting stuff up on my YouTube channel. And if you you guys want to see any uh, fun experimental stuff with impressions that I've done or that I like to do i put up a new video at least once a day sometimes oh, yeah. twice a day with different experimental things uh jim pressions is the name <laughs> yeah. of that channel and the name of my one-man show when i have yeah. that up jim pressions and uh and then i'm on tiktok too so yeah trying to trying to feed the beast the yes. social media beast
0: absolutely i like the thing where you spin the wheel and do the impression. yeah that's
3: my daily fortune cookie celebrity yeah. fortune cookie i read a fortune in a different celebrity voice yes <laughs> i'm glad you like it <laughs>
0: yeah. well many thanks for joining us here on the show today it's been great having you on
3: thank you you. Great talking to you, Toby. Oh yeah. Hey.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: hey Hey! The throbbing pulse of sounds sound, of sound. the Toby
3: Gribbon Show!